Nice. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 69 of the MTG Untapped podcast. As always, I am your host. I am the Micah. And joining me, as always, he is my friend. He is also yours. He is Costa. How are you? Doing pretty awesome. As you just saw me uh, open some fresh packs, my winning packs. Oh, my God. Omnixel is so beautiful. Full art alternate nonsense. Um, but all right, let's get into the phasing. Start things off talking about something that's not magic, but it's still kind of nerdy. Um, so this has been a sort of a marathon week for you, my friend. Yes, it has. As you've been catching up on all this great nerd content that you haven't been able to take in as you've been a very busy boy. Um, so do you want to start off with Moon Knight or Doctor Strange talk? Um, uh, just get out of the way. Um, spoilers. There's going to be spoilers. We'll, we'll say skip ahead to 12 minutes. I was say, so yeah. We'll give us the f- more over a little bit more than 10. Yeah. Which one do you want to start off with? Let's do uh let's go and do Moon Knight since it's been the longer one. All right. What, what, give me your thoughts. What did you think about it? So I'm really glad that I didn't watch it from the beginning or sorry that I didn't see it like opening weekend or whatnot. It was really nice to actually basically marathon them because, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were quite gripping. Uh, I really liked the direction of this. Again, I, I keep saying that, but so far Disney has a really good model. Like other than uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, you know, was kind of a dead to me. Um, I think that Hawkeye was fine. Like the 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 one thing I really liked about Hawkeye, and I can't remember if I said this or not, but because it was around the holidays, so it just gave like a really nice little festive thing. You know, something kind of light. But I've li- I've really liked the directions with the the series, and so this one, great, great stuff. The actor did a great job in playing different you know people, obviously, and um, yeah, you know the the final episode. I agree with you. It did feel like they, and I think they did cut out like fifteen minutes or something um, that was supposed to be in the multiverse of madness, I believe, or or no. love and thunder. There's a the rumor what that came out recently was that. The finale had references to Gore the God Butcher. Yes. This is going to be the villain of Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. And apparently that got, I don't know if they filmed it and they cut it later, but apparently it was up in the air, which one was going to come out first. But I honestly, it's like they could reference Gore the God Butcher and have that be part of the build mm-hmm. or, but I guess supposedly that it came out after Thor Love and Thunder, which is originally supposed to come out in May uh, before earlier this year, everything got pushed back. And um, in which case, if like they talk about, I don't know, I feel like it would have worked either way, but I'm not entirely sure. Like my issues, I don't know if I told you that I had my uh, assessment of Moon Knight was I thought I had a a lot of great build Mm -hmm. like through like the beginning into the middle part. But I feel like it didn't really nail the payoff at the end. Um, yeah, you could, I I mean, that's very fair. I, I think, again, I'm just kind of used to these series kind of doing that like i'm just kind of used to movies in general never hitting that grand crescendo if you will um it always seems like it's really hard to meet those expectations endgame did pretty much a fantastic job Mm -hmm. and so do your left do it on your left yeah right like i mean it hit so many nerdy spots i mean they they did a great job and even the predecessor which i'm forgetting the uh, infinity war thank you infinity war did great too it's just a giant cliffhanger but still great so it, it's really hard to hit those notes oh the other thing too apparently i think that was also supposed to be in there was he was supposed to see his mother in afterlife 
I think, and they cut that part out. Like I think that was an actual thing. I didn't see that, but that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that that part was supposed to be in there. So, um, yeah, great series. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've seen this, or if you just like being spoiled. Uh, of course, we haven't really said too many spoilers, I guess per se, but other than the series will continue. Uh, well, so. I'm about to say a big spoiler. Well, good. And I, and I, we were... This is my my biggest issue with uh-huh. the, the finale was that because um, it's all building, you're at the climax, the final confrontation. Um, and then the gimmick, like one of the things like, cause he has um, DID or whatever it's called. Um, and it's like, so like early in the show, he'd like black out and all of a sudden he's somewhere else. It's like someone else did something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then like when you're at the peak moment of like, it's like, Oh snap. Like what's his name is like going at him with his super rod and baby girls over there. Just like, Oh, how, how are they going to get out of this? blackout everything's done right i was like that's not it's like i get it's like part of the gimmick of the show and the character or whatever right but at that point showing not telling like having just all of a sudden flip a switch and he's like an entirely different person mm-hmm. i think that would have been so much better than what they did but um yeah i, I literally screamed at my television whenever that happened i was like you did that there and i was just like beside myself yeah that's fair that's fair yeah and i haven't I'm, i don't know anything about moon knight or anything so uh me either <laughs> it's, it's really nice to to not know his other you know identities or whatever which is pretty awesome mm-hmm. like I, I like kind of i like those little surprises uh, and for me both me and wife were like there's someone else you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and obviously they didn't make it like so you know they didn't they didn't hide it very well i don't think that that was the mm-hmm. point but still it, it was a nice surprise so the other sarcophagus um, well all right yep. uh dr strange dr strange you gave it a b plus but now i'm more down towards b and that's and that's where i'm at i'm at a b um i thought it was very entertaining uh still must see I think there was just some things where it felt like more America Chavez story and less Doctor Strange in a lot of ways, which mm. I have no issue with that. I think for me, it's just the problem that I have with these, with the Marvel movies now, if, if there was a complaint, is it's titled, you know, like we're going, you know, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. We're going to go into Thor Love and Thunder. And I feel like it's less about the character that's stapled onto the headline of the show. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's just a title, but it, it, it almost does less with them. So, um, so that, I mean, so there was that, um, I thought the pace was rather good in the movie. Um, I liked, I really liked the, uh, Scarlet Witch, um, horror side to it for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it was definitely, for more, a little more mature audiences. Like I was telling John, I was like, if we have kids, you know, maybe like an 11 year old, 10 year old. I, I told be- my brother, it's okay for his 12 year old and his 14 year old, but not the eight year old. Yeah. I, I would, I, you know, and, and it depends on your kids and, and you know them best, right? Like their maturity level or not. But I, I think just like as a general blanket statement, like a 10 year old is probably like where I would be at with it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was great. Uh, those things were great. The, uh, you know, the little, uh, what do you call them? Easter eggs or fan mm-hmm. service, whatever. Um, apparently 
the the guy that plays Fantastic Four, um, uh, Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski, my man Jim. Yeah, he. So that was something that I heard that was like a fan thing. Like people wanted him to play that, and I guess they hit it pretty well, and he ended up being playing the part, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so uh, that's been like the fan casting mm-hmm. for like the like even before they announced that like Marvel got it back after the whole like Disney Fox deal, right? Um, but so even before that, so it's been like five, six years. Be like, oh man, John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic and Emily Blunt as Sue, Sue Storm would be an amazing casting, right? And I, I and I agree. But also, apparently, it's been like cause it's been like heavily rumored that like Kevin Feige is like desperate to have Krasinski involved in the MCU. And that's actually the current rumor is that because John Watts got taken off the fantastic four project. Mm-hmm. And now the leading rumor it's is because um, they got Krasinski in the fold. And so they're like, they said like, cause, cause apparently like Krasinski's issue or not issue, but like desire or whatever preference is um, to both uh, direct and star. Okay. And to have that control over for whatever reason I, i'm not entirely sure so i'm not gonna oh wait is emily Bl- is emily blunt his real wife yep oh, okay and she also is stars in the quiet place right yep okay okay that makes sense yeah that's pretty cool um, and uh so that's why the is that basically like can fight he's like all right john watts you can have another one of these movies apparently one of the rumors is that uh, he's gonna peg him for his star wars movie and then hmm. um Krasinski will both star and direct in the Marvel Fantastic Four movie, which I think is due out in like 2025, but I don't know. Jeez. Okay. Or 2020 or 2024, 2025, something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm already getting antsy for the direction of all this, to be quite honest. Like I just I want to know how it all fits together, where the Loki series yeah. goes from there. So it, it it's pretty promising. Like I'm definitely glad that. I keep having my expectations tempered with these movies, but um, I am still like relatively kind of uh, impressed. Like they've kept mm-hmm. the, the um, God I'm always lost for words. Um, when you have momentum, the momentum of mm-hmm. all this, but anyways, going back to real quick, going back to Dr. Strange. Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought it was great. Um, there, I, I really thought it was cool that, um, I felt like I was misled in a good way where, you know, I thought the zombie strange was going to be the bad guy overarching mm-hmm. and Scarlet witch and him. were going to work together. And it, she was just the main villain. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, and of course the, you know, seeing uh, Patrick Stewart again and um, he got old. He really did. That's what, exactly what Joanna said. She was like, man, I He's didn't know 80 now. Really? Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, seeing them grow, dude, th- how they displayed her power, it was like very mm-hmm. comparable to like when we saw Darth Vader in Rogue One, like just showing how powerful she is. Cause I feel mm-hmm. always like in the movies, like we don't know how powerful she is or Captain Marvel, and she just dismantled her ass. Like she was toast. So, my, my, uh, this is the last thing I'll say before it ends because we only got 25 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, I really wish in the beginning, the first confrontation, they just had a fight. Like Doctor Strange all out versus her all out, have her kick his ass to really illustrate how powerful she is, uh-huh. as opposed to Doctor Strange just being like, "No, she's so powerful." Just like that's a show don't tell kind of scenario for me. Yeah, that's fair. But I still really like the movie. I I recommend go see it for sure. 
Well, all right, let's move on to the untapped set. We're talking about magic that we played over the past week. Um, in terms of like arena-ish stuff, it's just been, uh, people can go check out the morning magic episodes on the YouTube channel on tap studios or on my live stream at twitch.tv slash I am the Micah. But like other than that, and then just jamming like explore or whatnot, um, we actually took part in a FNM event hosted by juniors comics and cards located in South Austin, off slaughter and man near the H E B. And, um, huh. And so, <laughs> I'm sorry, my phone rang. Um, but, uh, so we did, had a draft. There were two pods, right? Yeah, two pods. Um, we got stuck suppose, in the har- harder pod. <laughs> oh yeah, um, the the whoever split those pods really knew what they were doing in terms of balance. <laughs> but uh, do you, here, you since a uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Costa emerged the champion, the supreme ruler of the evening. But you're number two. I met you in the finals. Uh, yeah, I, re- I really beat the mess out of um, this dude. His name was Bai in round one. Um, he basically had like no deck and it was an easy 2 0. Um, who did I play in round two? Henry, uh, I think. No. Uh, ooh, who did I? Who all was in our pod? <laughs> Shaver. Uh, Shaver, yeah. Tree. I played tree. That's ah, what I played. Yeah, I played tree yeah, in round two. Um, and uh, so basically, my deck was a titan of industry and a bunch of stuff to try and help me get there. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it was. I wouldn't say it was the best deck I've ever made, but uh, I feel like the the there's a big difference playing it in paper. I think than on arena. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah, the, the format I think is getting just really messy. And the nice thing about playing in paper, honestly, is that I I mean, we tell them at the store, we, we let them know our opinions. And uh, honestly, we're not wrong because both of us mm-hmm. keep ending up in the same positions over and over again. But I try to tell them was like, you know, the brokers, you know, blue, white base, green, white base is the best. And they keep giving me good cards. So uh, <laughs> I was like, this is, I mean, it was funny because we were both looking like you had the, the, the mythic rare deck and I had the no rare mythic deck. And it just, That's right. it, was, it was pretty powerful, pretty powerful. It was funny too, because you know, poor shaver uh, was like, those crowbars aren't that good. I'm like, dude, they're really good. So I got, cause like I ended up with like two crowbars, the ceremonial groundbreaker, Lagrella, my favorite uncommon in the set, exotic pets, and uh yeah basically went to pound town and then of course my favorite common inspiring overseer um just a lot of tempo pressure um so yeah i ended up victorious but you know um we both you know represent the mtg podcasts uh very untapped well. universe yep untapped universe very well trey did too i mean his, his deck was really powerful i mean our pot was really was was pretty tough and then chris is, is over there I got all the colors. I'm like, dude, you're in the pod that no one knows what to do. Lucky SOB. Like, ah, uh, like, ah, uh, it makes me mad because he gets to play the decks that I want to play, but I have to do the right thing and win because I'm in the tougher pod. So yeah, Chris from the podcast got very lucky. was in the other pod and just literally like every two, three color bomb. He was like, Oh, I get to scoop this up and I'll just take all the fixings for it. <laughs> so, but he also did. I mean, he draws very well. So 
you have to be that person to see that. So you have to be able to take advantage. Yep. For That's sure. a funny bit. Uh, my first two picks in that draft was I opened the Luxier, the Planeswalker equipment mm. is my pack one, pick one. And then I got past the fight rigging and I was like, Ooh, I really want to make that work. Cause that'd be hilarious. But then I was like, I quickly abandoned that plan because um, that would be bad. I don't know my pack one pick one, but I know it was either Lagrilla because I got past the fishes, which was crazy to me, or it's probably inspiring overseer since I saw only one. But my picks were like, I mean, I, I remember picking up backup agent like third pick, you know, just cards like that where, you know, people are like, what are you doing? And it's like, mm, let me tell you. Let me tell you, there's some secrets here that I keep trying to tell you. I was two drops, soup up your flying evasive things and just kill your opponent. This isn't, uh, I made a statement on this morning's, uh, which is Thursday the 12th, morning magic, while I was doing the draft on there. And there was a pack or it was like, it might have been my pick two. Because I told you I picked Overseer, pick one. Mm-hmm. I think there's a crowbar and then a backup agent. And I was like, is crowbar just better backup agent? Because uh, it's not because like you can the counter doesn't go away, you can move it around, you don't get it immediately onto the thing. But I was I was trying to think of it like that because it's like relatively similar in the way they would play out. I think in a vacuum, the crowbar is better. I think it depends on your deck uh, mm-hmm. as to which one is better. But I will say, I mean, the crowbars are yeah, I mean I only say it's close simply because the counter there's counters matters decks. And if there Mm -hmm. wasn't that the crowbar would run away for sure. I mean, I've been high on all the equipment ETB with the creature and it's attached to it effects. Like they're just so good. So. All right. Is there anything else you want to untap? Uh, no, that's pretty much the magic I've been playing. haven't been able. Oh, I guess I will touch on one thing. Uh, so I put Genie Fae together. I took apart my Gira deck, um, which is uh, two white, green, red. So five mana for a two five, I believe. When ETBs make a full four rhino, when it attacks, you populate. Um, that was my original Naya token deck, but I picked up the Guild of Foil Genie Fae, and I was like, you know, I want to put this together. Um, so like fifty percent of the cards, not non land cards. Um, have been swapped out and so far just my goldfish hands i'm super excited about this deck i think this deck is like uh prosh level powerful in the sense that it's no longer like a um cedh deck but that's really not where you want it to be but i think it's funner than prosh where prosh is like you know you play it most people will then like food chain or, or something just to go infinite this deck is just like it can be hyper aggressive and if you have things like toski or the aura thing, which are basically cards that when the creatures yeah. connect, you draw cards. Um, it's really fun. Like I'm super excited about this and, and I love the treasures and all that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Um, I do graduate this Saturday. So I have my friend Benny coming in from out of town. So we're going to come in early tomorrow and, you know, hopefully with you test some things out. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Coming to you at an untapped step next week. Mm-hmm. The uh, probably EDHing of tomorrow evening. Uh, tonight, I guess, if you're watching the, or listening to this day of it's released. But all right, let's move on to the new, new-ish segment. It's been around for over a month now. Yep. Uh, underplayed EDH cards. This week, 
Costa is up. What do you got for the people? So this week, I was actually kind of surprised that this was at, I believe, 2%, maybe even less. Um, actually, I can look at it because I have it up. But it is Fraley, Slanowar's Fury. So this is a three green green for a three planes, uh, three loyalty planeswalker. Um, and it plus twos to create a 1-1 one, one elf druid creature token that taps for one green mana. Minus twos to destroy target artifact or enchantments, and minus six, uh, draw a card for each green creature you control. So that's the ultimate. Um, but Freilis can also be your commander. However, this is not relevant to the underplayed cards because we're looking at in the 99. Um, yeah, I was very surprised to see it at 2%. Um, now, some people, you know, you're probably wondering, yeah, I mean, it seems okay. This card actually is really good, especially in the environment right now. We just got a new tokens commander. Um, destroying target artifact and enchantment has been highly relevant for a long time in commander. And I think this is pretty underplayed. Um, and because it's base green anyway, I mean, the ultimate is, you know, at minimum, I think in most games, it's probably going to draw you three cards, which isn't a lot. But the fact that you have, uh, Basically, an activation to destroy artifact or enchantment is highly relevant. Making a token that ramps you is, is great. Um, so, yeah, I was really surprised to see this card played, but um, I think this should be played a lot more. In fact, after I looked this up, I was like, you know what? This probably just needs to go in my Atraxa deck, uh, which has also been getting some beef from this new set as well. But uh, that'll be for another topic at some point. But so for at least this week, um, and if you're curious, the price is like only six bucks for both the original copy and for the uh, Commander Green copy that came out, what, a, two years ago now? So that is uh, my underplayed Commander this week. Bada bing, bada boom. For at least on Wars Fury. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> All right, let's move on to this week's main topic, and it is a new Capenna draft walkthrough. So we're going to be drafting live on the podcast, which is actually a deck that I'll be playing to, on um, tomorrow morning or this morning, however you want to think about it. Uh, Friday morning magic stream, twitch.tv slash I am the Micah up later on the untapped studios, YouTube channel. And so uh, we'll be drafting that. Uh, the way it's going to be kind of going is I'm going to be, We'll see what's in the pack. I'll go through it. I'll tell Costa where my heart is, but then Costa's going to inform me to make me better. Because anyone who's watched the morning magic things, I've been I I haven't been doing the best. My uh my win rate in this set has been I got it almost to sixty at one point. Now it's we're plummeting back towards fifty. A couple more of these one three or two three or whatever drafts, and we'll 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 get there. But so uh, we're going to be going through a draft. We'll be play through live in the morning uh, uh, a little bit over an hour after this podcast is actually released to the public will be whenever that stream starts happening but all right so i'm going to boot up this premiere draft nuka penna and we'll get cooking actually you bring that back up fast all right here let's let's get this going yes i'd like to purchase so as we wait for our draft table to sit down and chill uh costa What's up? Oh, look, our table's here. We're readying up, waiting for three more people to please sit their hind parts down on their chairs. 
so we can get this process over with. I'm curious, do you have anything kind of going into this that you want to see or your Titan of Industry, pack one rare. Let's go. I mean, that would call be... your shot. What's the pack one rare? Oh my god, uh, Broker's Ascendancy. I don't know. I'd take that. <laughs> Cemetery tampering. I feel like I've seen so many of those. All right, so we have one person. Oh, there we go. Table's there, ready. And our pack one rare is Shadow of Mortality. Wow. Uh, we also have Mage's Attendant, Voice of the Vermin, Backup Agent. There's a Murder, Deal Gone Bad, Botanical Plaza, and a Mr. Orfeo are the big cards in this pack. Okay. So my uh, Murder is probably where my... It's like Murder and then either Mage's Attendant or Voice of the Vermin. All right, so my my thing is green, so white, green, blue, white are getting scooped up pretty hard. I, however, I'm still on like Voice of the Vermin. I'm actually pretty high on Deal Gone Bad as well, even a little over murder for some of the synergies. I'm always I'm always more towards the creatures here. So pick pick a creature. I think if Voice of the Vermin was up there, take it. Um, we'll take voice of the vermin because also it basically cuts green there's a prize fight in the pack mm -hmm. but voice of the vermin will be a sort of a signal, signal there right right so voice of the vermin is our pack one pick one Ooh. uh we got past a rare an augness the dragon's lash which is the four mana three three for basically it can be like one in gruel or one triple red it's a three three haste whenever a creature with haste attacks you make a treasure so whenever basically it's a three three with haste that makes a treasure when it attacks we also got a luxurious libation a card that coast has put me on there's Very also a strangle in the pack uh it's a tough one so if we're trying to win it's i in my personal opinion it's luxurious libation however i'm also at the point too where people are really avoiding like red green because they're listening to a lot of people say red green's terrible and it might be but I could also go for Agnes, but in either case, it's between Agnes or the Libation. For and, me, I think Strangle might, yeah. I think Strangle might be the best card in the pack, but I feel like with her first pick being green, staying in green and staying in this lane, because Libation's gone. I've played with Libation. I'm like, okay, this card plays very nicely. Right. Uh, Agnes would actually be the, my third pick in the pack. Like, if I had to dabble in red, I'd rather take a Strangle first. Sure, sure. But we went with the libation. Next up, we see a crowbar. Just talked about it. Also, hold for ransom. Uh, Deal gone bad is in this pack. Uh, body dropper and a tramway station. Personally, I, I think you're safe enough to take the crowbar here. The white. Um, I mean, we haven't really. This is only the third pick, but the fact that crowbar has gone this far and hold for ransom, which some people are high on it, some people are not, but. In any case, seeing that is is kind of a nice thing. And deal gone by, bad is another signal. Um, black, but green black isn't really an archetype, right? So I'm probably more towards the crowbar. Uh, so am I. The one that's just like deal gone bad basically cuts black from this pack. Right. Which could be a thing. But I think crowbar is the way to go. Two drop, high value, high utility later in the game. All sounds good. So to we me. will take crowbar. Next up, we have a nice rob the archives, but the there's corrupt court official in black. But there's a civil servant in green and white, which is what we're in premium two drop. There's also a cabaretti courtyard um, and a sticky fingers, I guess. But for me, it's like obviously civil servant premium two drop. Oh yeah. And then followed by that is uh, I hope this courtyard wheels. 
I just feel like when I'm in green and white and I have like two civil servants, I just don't feel like I'm losing. I, I, I feel like I'm going to hit at least 50% wins, right? Like, a, a, like, you know, three win, three loss. They're just so good. Um, synergize. So many incidental citizens. Like, it's just great. I can't wait till you watch this morning's morning magic. <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you so much. All right. In the next pack, there's a broker's initiate. Another deal gone bad. A social climber and mayhem patrol. And a stimulus package at uncommon. So this is really tough because you're right. We've seen two deal gone bads through now. And there's a part of me that really wants to hedge on the black just in case we some things aren't flowing but that also seems really high i'm really at a loss here for what we should take um the mayhem devil is great we could easily be in uh that the cabaretti so uh, mayhem devils or the mayhem patrol excuse me is probably just the way to go um because you can end up there Next up, we see a rooftop nuisance mm -hmm. and a light them up. Well, uh, in the last pack, we did have a blue, good blue card. Uh, we did have majestic, uh, whatever it is that turns into a four, four. I'm here for the rooftop nuisance personally. I uh, agree. It's a much better card than light them up. And we aren't even hard in red at all. all right. With a single red card so far. Next up, we see not a whole lot. There's a wrecking crew, a plasma jockey. And then at white, there's a Rafine's Guidance and a Revelation of Power. There's also a Sewer Crocodile. Um, Funny but, enough, I'm I'm if we're gonna touch the red, I'm more in for the Jet Mirrors Fixer, believe it or not, than I am for the Jockey is like real close to it, but the Fixer being a two drop is, and if we get mm -hmm. the fixing, it's pretty good. All right, so picking up a Fixer here. In the next pack, we see a Witty Roast Master mm -hmm. and a Glitter Monger. Uh, Maestro's Theater and some black. The only blue card is Disdainful Stroke. So, which way are you thinking? It's either the land or the witty Roastmaster. My first thought was the witty, but uh, I could see an argument for, um, you know, just quote unquote staying as open. Even the Glittermonger to cut off the green mm -hmm. uh, just to keep that is pretty high, but I like the witty. All right, going with witty Roastmaster. Next pack Backstreet Bruiser. Case the joint. Another deal, deal gone, gone bad, bad and another witty. <laughs> uh, also a crooked custodian. Yeah, which has actually been played pretty well. The, the top thing is highly relevant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still on the witty if you are. Uh, I think it's kind of... I mean, it's we haven't seen much white. There is an argument that we could take deal gone bad and start looking to river tears, even though we passed mm -hmm. the rare. So, But I think witty is a safe play. Mm-hmm. Next pick, we see a ready to rumble, a uh, big removal spell. There's also an arc spit, spitter um, and a bunch of pack filler. Probably the ready, man. Picking up a uh, ready to rumble. It's expensive, but you'll usually be glad you have at least one of them going on. Next pack, we see a scuttling butler, antagonize. It's probably the antagonize. I, I, think if, I think if we end up in red-green, we're going to just want to be ultra-aggressive um, with it, honestly. And with two witties, a jet mirrors fixer, um, that's where you're gonna end up. So, bunch of draft chaffs. So, all right, well, we're taking a 13th pick <sighs> deal gone, gone bad. bad. Okay, that is right. super, that is super interesting to me. But there was all a right, lot our, of them. So, 
Our pack two rare is a horde hauler. Um, at the uncommon, we have an unlucky witness, Quasa and Cormella. Uh, we have Mayhem Patrol in the pack and a civil servant. And this Mass pack, Bandits and Rakish Revelers. This pack is just really not great for us. Like, yeah, the mm -hmm. Rakish Revelers or the Mass Bandits for fixing. The Civil Servant's amazing. I, I'm almost on the Horde Hauler, but I know it's not the right pick. But I'm curious to see what it would do. Um, four, at four mana is the problem. If it was a three mana crew, three, five, five, trample, I'd be all for it. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Or do we want to keep trying to get the green-white? Or do you want to just kind of hedge now towards this block since we saw a lot of deal gone bads with the Mass Bandits? I think this is the... Oh, mayhem, you know sorry, mayhem. Mayhem. No, you're right. You're right. If we're going to go red-green, I'm sorry. I, I, I missed the patrol. Because nope. then we can, We still have the flexibility of either going black or mm -hmm. white at this point. Mm -hmm. We're probably not playing this rooftop nuisance. No. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we got past the Reservoir Kraken, but there's also an Inspiring Overseer. Uh, you know what? I, you know what I kind of am in for. I don't know how you feel about this. Um, I, there is a cover ready courtyard in there. There's a gold hound. The charm, however, if we are aggressive, that charm will finish the games with libation. That's that's really risky. So the the correct pick is probably like the gold hound or cover ready, but uh, the courtyard overseer. I wouldn't take overseer, even though it's in there because. We're like I'm looking at this as like a solid red green push, right? And so mm -hmm. that's a finisher in itself. Um, All right, picking up the Cabaretti charm. Next pack, we get past a torch breath and a bouncer's beatdown and a strangle. Yeah, all good. I'm kind of in for the strangle, believe it or not. Just a one mana three damage mm -hmm. is hyper efficient. Especially, it's like you want to use our mana more efficiently, or it's taking this torch breath is great instant mm -hmm. speed. You just have to take a turn off. But if we're wanting to attack, sorcery speed is fine. Yep. yep. And also, uh, yeah. So I think strangle is in there for the pick. Another glare, a, a third mayhem patrol. We also have a sky crier, a warm welcome, a brazen upstart. So here's the thing. We have Deal Gone Bad. We haven't seen the block flow as much. So I almost feel like the Deal Gone Bad could come off. And we can look at Brazen Upstart now, Sky Crier, the Patrol again, even Dapper, Dapper Sealmate. Of course, I wouldn't really go for that. But those are all solid options. I'm for the Brazen Upstart because if we're going to be aggressive at three mana, it replaces itself with the creature in most cases is, is pretty good. So... Picking up a brazen upstart here. <laughs> we get past a yep. rare maestro's di diabolist, diabolist, diabolist. We could also a dusk mangler. Oh uh, god! Only thing in uh, green and red and white is ready to rumble and a glitter monger. I would take the glitter monger just as a you know what if we end up getting uh, genie fey or something, it's a combo with it. Or if we find another um, the enchantment that we passed where we can turn them into one ones because we already have a ready to rumble and i don't think two of them is what we need in the deck glittermonger classic aggro card well, there was uh, another horde hauler <laughs> another horde hauler uh tramway station uh paragon of modernity uh, i'm actually for the horde hauler now it, it, yeah it, might as well it's a rare it's a rare wood trample five five I, i'm for it all right, board hauler getting our deck. Uh, next up, we nice. have a Pyre Sledge Arsonist, Cormella, and a Rocks um, Pummeler. Pinions and a Rocks Pummeler. 
So it's between the, the sludge arsonist and the pummel. How many treasure making things do we have currently? We have glitter monger. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And Wait, and horde hauler. And horde if they hauler. have artifacts. Uh, probably take the, yeah, yeah. I'll just take the sledge arsonist and, and All right. Taking pyre sledge arsonist, uh, gold, unlucky Hound. witness and gold hound both. Uh, oh, wait, this isn't the wheel section yet. Uh, but we have unlucky witness and gold hound, gold hound for sure. I like unlucky, lucky witness, but we are a gold hound deck. Now that we took the pyre sledge arsonist, we can control mm -hmm. some of that. So, all right, we got gold hound in the deck. The other horde hauler wield. <laughs> um, we also have Unlucky Witness, Civic Gardener, and High Rise Sawjack. This is our original pack. I know you're not as high on it, so we won't look at the Unlucky Witness, and I don't think it fits this deck very well. Uh, Gardener or Rise Jack, probably the Sawjack. All right, High Rise Sawjack, get in our deck. Uh, we have. A jackhammer, majestic metamorphosis. We'll just take this majestic metamorphosis so some bad magic player isn't rewarded for their bad magic play, not taking that earlier. Sure. Um, Punish as them. we await our next pack, uh, we are waiting. It's actually pretty good. We, we, this is going pretty well. Uh, I'm going to take this celebrity fencer. Okay. Because also, I need the fourth one for my collection. Really? We probably won't run it, but. Um, this is actually, I remember we both had this pretty high on the, um, yeah, the I thought it primer, was... but it just hasn't played out like it. Yeah. You know, for the first, for the first five drafts, as you take social climber, um, it, it did do some work and then it really just fell off. It was really interesting mm -hmm. to me to see it just fall so hard. I actually really think that, um, getting the celebrity, whatever we just picked up, uh, the three mana was actually, wasn't too bad of a late pick. Uh, take the yeah, I was about to say. Take them. There's no way make disappear and turn your thing into a four four should be in the pack that late. Not at all. Mm -hmm. All right, and we well. get to open a sanctuary warden as our pack three rare. Uh, go ahead and cue that up. Uh, other things in the pack. There's another strangle. There's a sizzling soloist. And another civil servant. Another so, civil I'm, servant. I'm gonna be quite honest with you. The pick is not sanctuary warden. However, we are gonna take sanctuary warden. So. <laughs> Uh, just because we we are lacking the fixing right now, but our main goal now is get the fixing um, going from here now. Yeah, because that puts us at twenty one cards. Mm -hmm. All right, there's a Cabaretti courtyard in this pack. There's also a freelance oh, no. muscle we have and a strangle. No, the muscle. Uh, the muscle. I said we had to take the fixing, but the muscle because I think the muscle is one hundred percent getting played in Sanctuary Warden. I'm willing to risk as a late drop. Try to get the two mana. Muscle's so good. Mm -hmm. Picking up a freelance muscle. Well, we <laughs> opened a rare that makes treasures. That's actually. Or, I mean, we got past one. We got Black Market Tycoon. Also, uh -huh. uh, Kill Shot, Riveters Decoy, Speakeasy Server, Warm Welcome. I th I'm on. Yeah, I'm on the Tycoon for sure. It's a fixing. And if you have it in we hand, like, fine, you take two damage but that's worth the cost right you like make the treasure take the two damage and then you play the angel another yeah. civil servant and another cabaretti charm yet both get passed to us uh civil servant i think is the right call here cabaretti charm we only need one if you have two of them it mm -hmm. might be just a little too much this deck is gonna be interesting like i the pro the, the only thing that's gonna run into in my, in my opinion is going to be can we get the fixing um 
Oh, All right, so our next pack we open. See another Mayhem Patrol, Kaladia strong arm. Part of me wants to take Mayhem Patrol on the off chance that we just cut all the white cards, but um, I doubt we end up doing that. It's between that and the strong arm. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the argument here that you do a lot, which I do like, is you do cycle it a lot more than I do, which sometimes mm -hmm. is right, sometimes is wrong, but I think in mm -hmm. this deck we're going to want to cycle it to find the white source, right? So, uh, All right, so picking up the, our first strong arm over our third Mayhem Patrol. Uh, okay. So we see stimulus package. Yeah. I, I'm on stimulus package for the reason of fixing. That is our fixing mm -hmm. now. All right. We're hyping up these treasures. Hey, we we'll see there. a rakish revelers, another source of fixing and a, just a good solid card in its own right. For this deck, especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think somebody fence, Fencer is going to come out. I think that's just an easy cut because we're. I think Horde Hauler comes. <laughs> Possibly. I, I mean, I think you're right. I'm just. Uh, wow. Oh, no, I would tell you to take the really late first. arcane bombardment. <laughs> we have three instants and two sorceries. I think you need the gold hound if you if you yep. look at a win as a gold hound. But I was I was hoping <laughs> you could take your arcane bombardment just for your collection. Nah, if I don't have any of them, it's like, all right, nothing in this pack. I don't have many of these in my collection, so we'll get that out there. Take uh, there. Just, yeah, yeah, that's actually our fourth one of those. Oh, um, interesting here. I, it's probably the Wrecking Crew, but Warm Welcome has done great. Um, probably just a Wrecking Crew, yeah. Picking up Wrecking Crew, because I actually only have two of those. Uh, looks like our Cabaretti courtyard isn't going to get there, so we're going to get by with no lands that fix our mana. Just take the most wanted. The Yeah, I, I think the fact that it makes two treasures, it, it's probably not going to make the cut, but let's just see. Oh, yes! The last big jet Yes, that's really good. That's really All right, good. so let's build this deck really quick. Uh, So we're currently at 46 out of 40 cards. I feel like if I'm being honest with myself, it's like cut brazen upstart, uh, cut sanctuary warden, which makes honestly you cut you cut the crowbar too here because you don't yeah. need. Honestly, if you just cut all the white cards except for Cabaretti Charm, it puts us at forty. <laughs> it does. It does. Now my question to know. you is: Now I, again, I think it goes back to what. I was saying earlier, I don't necessarily think Sanctuary Warrior is correct, but mm -hmm. the format has been a lot trickier now. Civil Servant, I actually think, needs to come out now, now that we have the two Jet Mirrors fixers. And the reasons for for that is Civil Servant is at its best at two, can do fine at three, but once you start going past that, it is outpaced a little bit. And uh, it becomes more of a back foot defensive card than it does a proactive card. So... Um, honestly, if you cut the Sanctuary Warden, you could do it. I could also, honestly, can I interest you in cutting Ready to Rumble and just risking it for the biscuit and going for Sanctuary Warden? Uh, you want me to be greedy, Costa? I, I kind of do. And and, you, right. and we need to make a spot for uh, Rockish Revelers as well. Yeah, if we're, if we're going to include Sanctuary Warden, we need to get Revelers in here. So, in that case... I'm not entirely sure. Like, Glittermonger, I get Treasures are our source of fixing. Uh-huh. This basically fixes for itself. I think... So we have two Gold Hounds. Yeah, yeah. 
so the, about about works, the fact that you have Simless package is making me want to do it, but I can understand your point. And if that's the case, I think I'm off Glittermonger as well. Or or the Horde Hauler. That that was the other one. The only thing is the Horde Hauler is a five five trample. Like that is that is highly significant. And you have two witty roastmasters. You have a Jetmere's Fixer, which will probably get at least a pump, so it will be a three power creature. I think tomorrow when you run it, run run, you know, run some games, whatever. Like if the first game is stuck in your hand, take it out and go ahead and just throw in like Glittermonger or something. But I think it's gonna I think it might perform pretty well in this deck. Yeah, I agree. Like Horde Hauler, I think I'd keep in for another fact that it's uh, it's hard for me to imagine seeing a one four running a one four creature in our deck just for the purpose of fixing mm-hmm. like that. Right. Like I feel like the difference between that and like Rakish Travelers, like it's still five three that can kill you. Or sure. Monger isn't gonna ever do that. And Horde Hauler, it's very bad at actually doing the treasure stuff. They it might it might make a treasure. Mm-hmm. But still if you tap a gold hound and a Jetmere's Fixer. It'll, oh, wait, wait. Go, sorry, I didn't miss... Re- go back to a Horde Hauler again. I'm sorry. Um, for each artifact they control. Uh, I'm sorry. That luckily You thought it made no matter what? Yes, I did. I did. Um, hmm. You off that one? I am a little off that one. That is highly disappointing. Um, you know, Social Climate... Most is wanted a- on our Goldhound... <laughs> You know what? I you know what? I actually like that. <laughs> I know that sounds so is bad, this the but first time anyone's ever run most wanted in a deck. Uh, actually, it's it's done pretty well. We have stimulus package, and you know what? Goldhound is a menace first striker, which is mm-hmm. pretty relevant. Like, I don't know. I'm this kind of has menace. That. Yep, yep. You can do it on that too. I, I think I'm for it, dude. I think that's actually going to be just fine. It's also funny that if you do that, and then on turn four, you sack it for a mana, you get two more treasures, you cast the Sanctuary Warden. <laughs> yep, 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 exactly. I, there's, hey, those little combos come out pretty well. Hey, you know what? I, I'm, I'm optimistic about this deck. I think it's at least a three-win deck. All least. right, so our, it currently has our mana at seven forests, seven mountains, and three plains. Do we think that's correct? Uh, did you pick up, didn't you pick up a land, a couple of fixing lands, or one of them at least? Nope, we didn't get any of them. <laughs> okay. So then uh, I still think it's one planes because of the treasure making, honestly. And then that you just bump up eight and eight. Okie dokie. So here's our draft deck for streets and new Capenna, two gold hounds, a strangle and a luxurious libation at two. We have an antagonized two mayhem patrols, a black market tycoon and two jet mirrors fixers. And then we have at three pyre sledge arsonist, two witty roast masters, which might be doing a lot of work in this deck. A high rise saw jack to deal with them flyers. I got a most wanted and a copper ready charm to close out the game. At four, we have our first pick of Voice of the Vermin and then Stimulus Package at four. At five, we have Wrecking Crew, Claudius Strong Arm, Freelance Muscle, and Rockish Revelers. And rounding out our curve, we have Sanctuary Warden, our Double White Splash. And that is, and then also eight forests, eight mounds, and a plains. And you will see this deck play live on stream at twitch.tv slash I am the Micah around eight ish in the morning on Friday. And if you don't see it and don't want to support us, not guilt tripping you, but I am, then we'll still post the record or we'll still talk about it next week on the mm-hmm. uh, untap. So, and also the VOD will be up on the untap studios, YouTube channel later that afternoon. Perf. All right. All right. 
that will do it for the main draft walkthrough bit. Costa, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I do. I actually have a quick pick. I, I, I said I would. I thought I was going to have more, but um, my quick pick for this week is Rabble Rousing, the EA foil copy, um, just at $4. There's only 38 listings currently, and I think this card is a house and commander. Um, I don't think it's going to see much constructive play, but it could. Uh, but regardless if it does or doesn't, it doesn't really matter because this card is amazing, and the hideaway is no joke as well. Um, it's a Mygenie Fay. Uh, I did pick up the EA non-foil, but I will be picking up an EA foil because I think at $4 is kind of a steal. So I will throw an extra pick out there. This, I won't call this a quick pick. This is more of if you have the opportunity and can find it at your local LGS at a decent price. The card that I also added to my uh, Prosper Tome bound deck, Reign of, Reign of Riches. Uh, it's a new um, Streets of Capenna card. It actually comes in the Riveteer Rampage Commander deck. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's three red-red for an enchantment. When Rain of Riches enters the battlefield, you create two treasure tokens. And then the first spell you cast each turn, that mana from a treasure was spent to cast has Cascade. So basically, if you use a treasure and cast a spell, it gains Cascade. A lot of treasures are being made. We are entering uh, the new Dungeons & Dragons Commander which I'm a uh, commander set. So uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to get more treasures. And if that's the case, I think this card's going to be pretty awesome. So it is kind of being bought out right now. I think it is a buyout play. Um, it's currently sitting at $17 for the regular copy. For the EA non-foil copy, surprisingly, it's just a little bit cheaper at 16 but there's only eight listings left. I was able to snag a couple of these um, at some LGSs before the spike happened, and some LGSs might still have it at a cheaper price. So just something more of an opportunistic thing. I'm not necessarily advising you to go rip off your LGS, but if they have it listed lower, um, you know, pick it up. Uh, it's a great card. And if you don't, you can always get the Riveteers Rampage deck and support your local LGS, you know, and get that great card. So uh, that is it for my quick picks this week. Mr. Micah, take us home. Yes, that will do it for this, the 69th episode of the MTG on Tap podcast. What did you think about what we talked about this week? Have you been having fun drafting new Capenna? Let us know on Twitter at MTG on Tap Pod or at Facebook at MTG on Tap Podcast. If you have any other ideas for stuff you would like to, us to talk about, shoot us an email at untappedmailbag at gmail.com. And if you please uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, we would very much appreciate it. I have been the Micah. He has been Costa. We will talk to you all next week. Later.